you may not know his face. Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. Oh! But if you recognize his voice. Oh, yes. You're among the devoted followers who watch him chase breaking news on CBS2 and KCAL 9 News. Stolen vehicle uh, officers, weapons out. In the air and now on a mic. That's kind of nuts. Here's Stu Mundell. <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm Stu Mandel, and uh, we are grounded once again. Today they're telling me a little less observation, a little more conversation, and we're here with Tim Conway Jr. Now he is a huge, huge radio talent out here in Los Angeles. Uh, if you guys are not in the LA area, well, God bless you for listening in to our, uh, to our little thing here, the podcast. But uh, he is the son of Tim Conway. Now, Tim Conway, obviously famous actor, Mikhail's Navy, uh, Carol Burnett Show, etc. Now, Tim, a uh, radio host out here, and I would put him in the classification of bad boy news guy. He is one of the uh, one of the guys that calls it like it is. He's a great person, huge talent, great personality, and lived and grew up out here in Los Angeles. And also, turns out, huge fan of pursuits. So. We're going to be talking with Tim Conway Jr. I'm sure he's going to be talking about some chases. And let's just jump right in with Tim Conway Jr. <laughs> is and this the first one? This is the first official. Oh, that's this great. Is, this is like the first real official one. And, that's and, fantastic. And, and, you know, just so you know, I, I fought for this. That's great. I fought for this. Well, I was look. Like, I was like, you know what? I need, I need the bad boy of news. Right. You have to fight to get me because everyone thinks it's a bad idea. <laughs> that's, that, that's true. <laughs> That's like, hey, let's get Conway. I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, wait. Uh, you know, because I always get, here's the, here's the call I love. I get a call from an organization that says, hey, we're having a golf tournament, and we'd love for you to come out and be the MC. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's great, man. I, you know, I'm very honored. When is it? Tomorrow. You know, so everybody's canceled. <laughs> Everybody has said no, or, or the guy that got. Oh, the, see, that's the way you see it. The guy that, the guy that, that, that was supposed to do it. Uh, either got sick or killed himself or something happened no. to that dude. And and then all of a sudden they call me like, hey, it's uh, well, it's tomorrow. No. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Ding dong with that. Um, but uh, no, I, I, um, I yeah, grew up in the valley. Grew up in the valley. I grew up in in uh, born and raised uh, actually born in in Cedars of Lebanon, which is now a Scientology building. Wow. Over in the uh, the hospital area, Sunset and Hollywood. Oh, the big those... blue one. The big, yeah, right. The big exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Cedars of uh, Lebanon, where all of us, all six kids, were born. And then uh, they moved out and they moved to you know, Beverly Hills. But, uh, but born there, then raised in uh, Tarzana, then in Sino, and, and went to elementary school in Sino Elementary Public School, then Portola Public School, Birmingham, you know, all public school, as you can tell. Uh, and you know, when you go to public school, you end up working at night. That's what I'm, I'm doing, you, you, working at night. It, it's funny you bring up that working at night thing. Uh, you know, I kind of it, it's thinking the same thing. I was just thinking about it on the way into work today. It's so bizarre that you said it. I, I was thinking when I was a kid, because I was kind of going through what we we're going to talk about. Right? Sure. And I said, you know what? He's, he's about my age. And How old are you? I'm 50. Okay. 50. I'm a little, little older than you. Uh, but we're, we're, we're the same. We're men right. of, we're right. men we, of we, a certain we, age. We went to Tower Records. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, you we, went we to knew, the Eagles concert. It was a movie theater. That's exactly right. 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 And uh, so, but when I was a kid, when I was a teen, uh, let's, let's just say I was, you know, wasn't a bad kid, but, you know, I was a kid. Were you arrested? Never. Never. Oh, See, I, knock on wood, I was never arrested either, but I wasn't a great kid. Right. Like, like, we would have, we'd go to a liquor store in Tarzana, and we'd pay, you know, guys that are older than us when we were 15, 16 to buy his beer. Mm -hmm. And 
cactus coolers. Right, but but it it, would, it happened like that. The first guy you asked, absolutely, you know, yeah. give me the money, and I said, we'll give you a tip. No, I don't need it. Here's a, you know, go enjoy yourself. Now, I would never do it for a kid. Yeah. If, if if a kid asked me today, you know, if, hey, you know, I'm only 16, will you buy me a six pack of beer? I said, are you out of your mind? Yeah, well, it's yeah, a my, different world. It, it could be the end of my life. Right, and it, it, it is a totally different world. And your life, yeah, you know, it could be the end of that kid's life. How how would I mean? Look, let's say you bought the 12 pack or six pack. Um, for the kids, and they do a rollover, and it's because they've been drinking and they don't make it. You can't live with that. Yeah, I can live with the kids being pissed or depressed that I'm not buying them beer. <laughs> That's what I can live with. <laughs> all of a sudden, we all grew conscience. What I happened? know, isn't that crazy? What happened? Listen, I'd love to be the guy that said, you know, and I and I and I I, I go back and forth with it. You know, I eyeball the kid. And I look at him and say, okay, is this guy going to, you know, do 180 on the freeway and is Stu going to be watching him as he uh, does nine flips down the 101? And his last words were, Conway bought right. the beer. Or is this kid, a, you know, a computer geek and he's going to go home because his parents are out of town and he's going to, you know, uh, build a, a 3D printer on his own. Yeah. I got to eyeball the guy and see which guy he is. <laughs> and if he's the guy who's going to go home and work on a computer, maybe I do buy him a 12-pack, you know? Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah, what the hell? Creativity. It's yeah, healthy creativity. exactly. But you know, we, we used to roll around at night. That's what all. What's, what we all did. We That's got exactly. in our cars. But we where did you grow up in the valley? Yes, I did. Whereabouts? Uh, Van Nuys. So okay. Actually, uh, right by the Budweiser factory. My parents still live there. Oh yeah, I love that. The yeah. uh, Tommies out there. Tommies. I right. drove by Tommies every day going to school. Yeah. And they uh, where'd you go to Granada? No, no, I went to Van Nuys. Oh, Van Nuys. Okay. Because we moved around. Actually, I was supposed to go to Monroe. Right. But because I had a car and we were already established at Van Nuys, I just. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because that's a uh, drive. I mean, that's yeah, not in Van Nuys district. Me, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we used to roll out there all the time. Bouchard Gardens out there. Yes. I don't know if you go that far back. But yeah. that's when there was an amusement park at, uh, at Bush Gardens. And they let the parrots go, and that's why we still have parrots in the valley. Yeah, that's what I understand. I've, I've heard two stories, though, and they're all in Burbank. I hear, I hear these idiots all the time in Burbank. These no, parrots, we're talking about the birds. The parrots, people. yeah. Okay, they're okay, they're, okay, they're okay. loud as hell, and they're, they're not <laughs> cute anymore because I've, I've been dealing with them for five years. Uh, you know you're, you're getting older when you start, you know. Uh, when, Gosh yeah, darn you When you don't birds. see the beauty, beauty in the parrots anymore, you, they irritate you. Uh, um, but I heard that there was a, uh, a, uh, uh, a pet store that burned up, and they let all those parrots out. And I also I heard, heard that Bush Gardens. I heard two different stories. Yeah, I heard it was like. I want to believe it's people. Bush Gardens. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, actually, I had the same thing. I was uh, sitting at a Starbucks in the Valley, and I because I have a parrot. I'm sitting there and I'm drinking, and I hear parrot noises. And, right. I, and it, you know, first it doesn't really even dawn on me, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? What? And I look up, and there's all these. Pair Amazon parrots on, oh, yeah. on the wires. I'm like, holy cow! They, and they're loud too. Yeah, they are super yeah. loud. But uh, when we were growing up in the valley, the line in the valley was either Roscoe or Nordoff. You know, like we wouldn't go north of Nordoff or Roscoe at at, at night. Why? Because uh, it, it was you know it's just it was too far for us to you know venture oh, out. I didn't oh, know right. the area, right? Okay, yeah. But um, but but we would go to that Tommy's. Yeah. You know, that that, uh, you know, because you always try to stay in your nine block area. You know, it's like you you deal with these guys who are chasing all the time. Yeah, they, they always do. end up back in their nine block area. Right. So I was familiar with with my little area. But we were we went to the Tommy's, which was out of our comfort zone just because of how great that food was. Yeah. And at midnight on a Saturday, the line might be 30 deep. I was just going to say Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas. There's a line. Right. Tommy's. They're, right. they're open all the time. There's always a line down there. Yeah. I actually made, it's funny you brought that comfort zone thing. I would drive. I was, I was always a car guy. 
And uh, I would I had a nice hot rod, and I used to drive all over the place. But I'd go to the one in Rampart in the middle of the night. Oh wow, yeah, and, one on uh, Beverly. Yeah, uh, yeah, Beverly. Right. And uh, that was that was one that was that to me was like I was going far. Right. You know that was like, but I would cruise like through Hollywood. We'd go, you know, uh, Glen Oaks and Peoria. That's for oh, yeah. our guys. You know. No, but I, I went. I went to that Tommy's. I remember uh, being at the Tommy's on Sunday morning at around five thirty. After, you know, drinking and, you know, chasing chicks all night and not getting lucky and you end up at the Tommy's <laughs> and you're it's in the sun's coming up and you're eating a Tommy's burger and you say to your buddy, is this rock bottom yet? And they're like, no, no, we're you know, we're still young. We're cool. You know, we're uh, you know, we're, we're not we don't have any problem yet. And I'm like, OK, all right. All right. I just thought maybe this is rock bottom. Uh, my, and it wasn't my my highlights as a kid was uh, Paquito Moss, the one that was over. It's the original one. I guess. Oh, yeah. The one in Quanga where they has that little that little seating area in the yeah, back. Right. And it was the same thing. We were there with cactus coolers and we were we were kids like we were scraping together money. and We get the nachos oh, yeah. and we'd sit there and we'd you know be out in the patio in the back at night eating these nachos. That was that's like a highlight of my life. Yeah. No, it was great. I, I go back to in Tarzana, La Fiesta, Pop and Taco. Wow. We'll make your day a Pop and Taco. Pub and Taco, there's one I, I have I forgot about that. Noggles, place. remember Noggles, right? Noggles, yep. Yeah, Pub and Taco was great. It was it was 19 cents for a taco. You know, my dad would get like you know you. get you know, like 30 of them <laughs> to uh, feed his six kids. You know, for like you know three dollars, so four bucks. So we so we went from we went from you know being kids, and then I. Through through the bio, I read something about you. Uh, nine, in the nineties, you started with uh, internet radio stuff. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. We we started an internet radio show. Wow! And we um, talk about pioneers. I mean, come on. Let's, thank let's, you let's, very let's, much. Let's, thank you. Let's think about one that. of the first, probably one of the first podcasters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look how where it got me. But uh, <laughs> but I was we're we're in nineteen ninety five. We're doing a show called Late Net um, uh, down for a, a company called IfNet in Marina Del Rey and I looked around at one point and I said wow man there's no cash register around here there's no way to bring money into this business and so I said I got to get out of this business so we asked all the program directors of all the stations the talk stations to come on as guests right on our show Uh-oh. and Uh-oh. and Jay Clark is the only guy that said yes so Jay Clark comes on and we talked to him for an hour or so and he was the program director for 97.1 the Howard Stern station oh wow and they and I we got to know him and he, and he is a, an avid sailor. He had a, a tri hull that he sailed out of out of Marina del Rey. So we went sailing with him because I used to sail up in Lake Erie, uh, not competitively, but we used to you know race in in what they called the Erie Yacht Club, which was a uh, basically a self storage shed that they turned into a yacht club. And it was just guys that, like me that just drank. We just called it a yacht club. Oh sweet! It was just a garage sweet. with a barbecue and and a little refrigerator. And we called it, you know, they called it the Erio Yacht Club, but there was not a yacht within 100 miles of the place. And there was, was no member and no membership fee. Well, there was no yeah, it was right. Either. But we had shirts and hats. We thought it was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> um, and we used to race uh, with the other guys, you know, in the you know yacht club. And so I went with uh, it went out uh, sailing with Jay. And and uh, he finally said, hey, he goes, you want to fill in? On Christmas Eve, Eve of 1996, for Pharrell on the bench. Remember the sports guy that did? Uh, no, no. He goes uh, way back, and I said, "Yeah." And I w- grabbed my buddy Steckler, and we filled in. Then we, uh, you know, got a, uh, a better fill-in time slot. Then we got our own time slot. Then we, did, we were doing afternoon drive, 
and we were doing afternoon drive, and we were both making $75,000 a year doing afternoon drive. We thought it was, you know, a million dollars. Yeah, bank back oh, then. Oh, it's unbelievable. million dollars a year and, and on the air on the Howard Stern station. Howard Stern in the morning, we're doing the afternoon. And then we're, we're prepping the show one night, and we hear from the other room, like next door where the production room was, uh, drive to work with Howard Stern, drive home with Tom Likas, right? And they keep playing it over and over. I'm like, hey, Steck, do you hear that? Yeah. He says, drive to work with Howard Stern, drive home with Tom Likas. So I go in there, the program directors, and they go, hey, is, uh, what's going on in here? And he goes, oh, no, 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 this is uh, it's for uh, a syndicated station that uh, we got that we got uh, back east, and uh, we're putting Tom Likas. I'm like, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. So they moved us to a, the evening, back to the evening slot, which I didn't mind. Right. You know, that was, uh, you know, 7 to 11 o'clock anyway. And that's where I think the most creative people are listening to radio anyway. I, I, I was just going to say that. I mean, you, you, you or we – Enjoy our fans. That's the way I figure. Oh, I, I love. I love. I think we have the smartest, greatest, uh, funniest listeners ever. And and the people that get us, they get us. And right. These are the people you want to talk to. Yeah, these that's are the exactly people right. That you want to entertain. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure this happened to you too, because you don't you don't strike me as a morning guy. Uh, you, yeah. When you don't get up at six o'clock, no. you work out. You know, no. you be and then you're off to uh, the races. Um, me, I'm actually off to the races. Yeah. Um, but but the uh, this happened to me on several occasions. But I remember I had to catch a five thirty a.m. flight to New York for you know something I was doing back back east. So I get on the flight. First of all, you got to get up at two thirty or three o'clock to get there and to park. And that's good. You're you're still comfortable. Right. You get on the flight. I know this time. And I was going to pass out on the on the plane. (laughs) So the guy next to me says to the stewardess back then, I, I, I still call them stewardesses, which is nice. You know, that's what they, they enjoy. And, and he says, um, can I get a, a, a pillow? And she says, oh, he says, can I get a pillow or a blanket? And she says, how about both? And they both started laughing. I'm like, what the hell did I miss? Did I miss the setup? Did I miss the joke? What was going on here? But the morning, the sense of humor in the morning is a little different than the evening. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the crew that's up in the morning, they laugh at a lot of things that I don't. And I don't get it. But yep. I'm not supposed to get it, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't open comedy clubs at at seven in the morning. I, I just went just didn't hear. This is the we're on doing a podcast, right? So, <clears throat> I was texting you, and uh, and which I, I'd rather you stop, by the way. Okay, <laughs> but I, I was you know I am known to be sarcastic. Right. I actually I actually get it thrown at me all the time. That's my why kids, we watch. That's why my, we listen. My kids hate it. It's great. My wife hates it. Right. You know, and then I, I every now and then I'll get comments from people I work with. And so I'm texting you and uh, I can't read the exact text because I think there was some profanity in there. But, <laughs> right. But I'm sure we were, there was. We we're discussing the time and I'm looking at this <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally thinking to myself. Wow, this must be how other people feel when I text them because I couldn't make I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I'm like, are you being sarcastic? You, did, I, did I just piss you off? I, that's I had great. No idea. That's great. I had no idea. But but that's the thing. It's you know, like like you said, we have a certain sense of humor. That's right. Yeah, that but, I but think now, appeals to people. How many kids do you have? I have uh, two that are actual genetic two right. daughters, and then I have two sons that are you know that I'm raising. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a complicated house. Yeah. Very um, but I'm sure you've embarrassed the kids. How old are How old are the kids? Oh, you know, the, the embarrassed. Okay. The the daughters, they're in their twenties. Both of them, twenty five, twenty seven. Oh, okay. So and, you started early. Oh yeah. Right. I started oh, late. Yeah. I have a twelve year old. I know. Yeah. I know. It's it's fantastic because it? I'm home all day. I don't leave to work till five thirty, five forty, and I'm home by ten o'clock. And does she? How does How does she react to you? 
She, I, well, let me give you a, a, a story. This happened in first grade. She starts first grade in, in Burbank. And, you know, in the San Fernando Valley, there are a lot of kids now that are going to school that are here first generation, yes. right? They're, yes. they're, um, their parents weren't born and raised here, and they're going to school. And so it's a big deal for these kids to go to school, and it's a big deal for the families, which is important. So they bring a lot of the family members, right, to say, hey, you know, here's the you know, first big, day. big day, first yeah. day, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and and uh, so I show up, and there's 30 kids in the class because it's public school, and, and there's probably about 90 parents you know, because there's you're, yeah. there's mom and dad. Um, you try to get there for first day of school for your kid. Yeah. You know, you try to uh, you know take a day off or morning off and, and show up and, and and take that picture. And so the the teacher goes through some of the rules and regulations and what you can and can't do. And they said make sure the kid gets to bed early, has at least eight ten hours sleep, has a, a meal before they get to you know before all this stuff that's you know yeah. that you do anyway. Yeah. So she says. By the way, if, if they come home with an art project, don't take it and throw it in the trash in front of them. And I'm like, who would do that? I said, who's done that? And she yeah. said last year she had to talk to two parents who did wow. that. So I'm like, wow, uh, this might be a little wow. crazy, this school. So <clears throat> at the end of it, she says, uh, anybody have any questions? This is, where, this is what drives my daughter crazy. Any questions? And you know, I, I raised my hand. And she's like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is going to be yeah, there you embarrassing. Go. I, I, got, I know this feeling. Nobody else raises their hand. I raised my hand, and she says, uh, yeah, and I said, uh, Mrs. H. Her name was like Hendrickson, and it was long, so we called her Mrs. H. And I said, um, you know, hey, my, my daughter's only, uh, you know, five, but uh, she finally, you know, took the summer to quit smoking. Is there a no-smoking section <laughs> of the classroom, right? And she looks at me, and if looks could kill. And, and by the way, here's the reaction of the parents. Right. Staring at me. Nobody said a word, right? Oh. So I said to the teacher afterwards, I go, it's hey, what's true. going on here? I said, I said, that may not be, you know, a material, but, but it's, it's good. It's not bad. It's I mean, good. it should have had a it's reaction good. in here. Yeah. And she said, well, she goes, I got to tell you, you can't, you can't, dis you can't joke about smoking in kids. Nah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Of course you can. I just did. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. When was the last time you saw that? It's Just unbelievable. Now. I want to get, I, I got a million questions for you. Okay. Because you are, you know, when we watch the, you know, these guys running away from cops, it's a Super Bowl that breaks out. You know, there, there, there's nothing that I text my friends, like 10, 20 of them, anything outside of a police chase. Oh. There's no way, I, there's no mass text I send out uh, in, unless it's a police chase. And then it's just chase channel nine or chase channel two, chase whatever. And that's it. But if somebody hits me back, like, oh, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. You want to have lunch? They're off the text list. What? That's, it's not an opportunity. It's not an invitation. Did, I, I, I hope there was a there was a did you did you sit down with everybody and have like orientation? No, that's oh. how that's how you get to know it. First, the first uh, sign that you made a mistake is you're out. You're off the text. <clears throat> um, anyway, so but but the chases are fantastic. They're a big part of of living in Los Angeles. There's it no other there's no other way. city that has them as regular yeah. as we do. I mean, we might you know sometimes two, three, four night yeah and i know you try to get to him immediately yeah. to televise him but it's got to kill you when you get to it and it's over it, it get to it and it's over is, is is the worst feeling right it's the worst feeling i and love the one that you did that ended up in san pedro 
where the guy was, you know, drove way up in the hills. Then he, then he, and he drove, he dropped, dropped down to one street, then another street, and you're going crazy up. It was like a year or two ago okay. uh, in San Pedro. But these things all must, you know, mix together for you. Yeah, they do. They do. And, and the thing is, it's like I, I just, you know, honestly, I mean, I'm not making a commercial, but I, I put everything into it. And it is all genuine. Right. I, am, I am excited to be there. And I'm just excited when it when it's happening. I'm just like, this is so cool. I'm glad everybody can watch this right. with me. We're all like, like well, right. we want to see what this guy's doing. There's a couple of warning signs that the chase isn't going to go well. When they start hitting the grapevine and they know that you guys can't follow them right. because you don't have a site. Right. Yeah, we don't have, we can't see at night. And it's IFR. What, what do they call that? Where you don't IFR. have. It's, uh, IFR. Actually, yeah, VFR, IFR. It's visual flight rules is what the, what the initial stand and for. And you can't see where the mountains are, right. the horizon. Or... And then all of a sudden you just don't, you know, the pilot. In, and I've, you know, I've flown as well, and it does. They, the part of the training is they put these glasses on there. They're called foggles. And basically they're just you're dark. Right. And you're trying to fly. And you have an instructor sitting next to you, and you can see your gauges, and you're just kind of like flying around trying to fly on the gauges. And then many a time, you know, like the instructor with me, it was really is what my light bulb came on. He says, "Take off your take off your glasses, take off your glasses." Take and I took them off, and like we're like in a dive. Oh, really? <laughs> is that right? And, and, wow! But I would, and you didn't know it. I didn't know it. That's I wild. Did. So. So that's what happens. They have no visual reference. Right. The pilots, they, so and they, it's just dangerous. And they, How high can you go? What, what's the altitude you can uh, go? To? We've been up. I think there's there's rules, so i got to be careful on this. But there's we can take oxygen with us. So like on the fire, sometimes we go up to like 12. Really? Yeah, 12,000. Is it cold up there? It's mostly it's freezing, right? It's not as right? bad as you think. It's not. You know. Do you have air conditioning, heating, and everything? You know, they do. Technically, the helicopters do, but right. it's... Uh, it's they're, they're it's like the old cars. Volkswagen where you yeah, pull exactly. it under the under the, exactly. uh, the under the seat. Yeah, you got like a vent, and you get... Like in the summertime, it's supposedly blowing... Here's the air quotes again. It's supposedly right. blowing cold air, but you, you don't really feel it. Right. And, and, and then what... But, you know, you get like with a chase, I get all sucked into it. Sometimes I, I can remember when I started... Uh, I was flying with a guy named Dan Catalano, and uh, he would he would gauge my pursuitness by how foggy the windows got because I would get so excited. I put out so much heat, the windows would start fogging up in the helicopter. The great one, there's a lot of great ones, but the one that we, we use the most sound clips from over on at the KFI, we do this uh, radio show. Red light, show. red light, red light. Yeah, yeah, yeah red light, red light. Or, uh, or, or the one where they, that um, end up in North Hollywood where they crashed into like a, a auto parts store or something or gas station. Oh, uh, that one. Oh, that was that was that was the Chandler, trifecta. I think. Right. Well, yeah, that was that was the awesome. That was the one where the guy they were chasing somebody and then right. he, he carjacked. And this guy right from the get go. I mean, I remember that one, too. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm oh, getting, it's great. You're, get, you're getting me all wound hey, up. Hey, so so you started <laughs> as a stringer. Is yeah, that right? I started as a stringer. But how long ago? Uh, 93, 94. And, and was that like pre loud labs or? Was oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I watched that show, uh, and I got I got to give, got to give him, you know, not. I got to give him props. I, right. I mean, honestly, I got to give him props. And what's funny to me? So you were up all night doing the stringer stuff. Oh, hell yeah. That's the only time you can really make money. Yeah. Because yeah. during the day, the networks cover everything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, you, you, there's people that do it in the daytime too, but it's more lucrative at night. And also, you can get around because there's less traffic. There's, you know, it's, you can. Just and what do you do? You listen to a scanner? Listen to a scanner, sit in a van, have a camera. And in my case, it was a van, a Suburban, and then a Tahoe. But 
Yeah. And it, you got to fly to the scene and try to beat oh, everybody. Yeah. 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 That's wild, man. I, I, I'm sure that pursuits. I got to tell you, I was I'm, I'm, I'm going to now I'm going to toot my own horn. Even back then, I was the king of pursuits. If there was a chase, <laughs> I had the passing shot. And that was what everybody wanted was it like when they would right. buy you that. One well, that, but that's how you got the job here, though. They want the king of it. They don't want the guy who's third best. Well, you know, it was a it was a long road. Right. It was a long, bumpy road. But yeah, right. it was it was a lot of fun. And, and, yeah. and how long have you been flying then? Um, and, and covering chases. Pre, I, I started pre nine eleven. Uh, so when, when was nine eleven? Oh, okay, yeah, two thousand. Yeah, uh, two thousand one. <laughs> yeah, so I got I got out of that, and then I did some reality stuff too, and some behind the scenes. Oh, the behind the scenes stuff was awesome. I got to meet so many <clears throat> crazy famous people. Oh, I bet. And uh, and just you know, it, it it's it's really cool to see how. <clears throat> These really super famous people are just people, and then also there's the ones that realize that they're super famous and they kind of take advantage of. Oh it. yeah, it yeah. is so cool. To Those see are the a holes to be like just to be there to watch. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Uh, that, that, that always struck me. Like uh, growing up with my uh, with my dad, who, and for people that uh, haven't put two and two together, uh, Tim Conway from the Carol Burnett Show and and uh, Mikhail's Navy. But he was always a very, uh, uh, he was a commoner's guy. He grew up in, in uh, east side of Cleveland, and he never hooked up or was comfortable with Hollywood. You know, he was never comfortable at Hollywood parties. He never went to them. He was really? always, he was home sa- Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, as if he was working at Gelson's. You know, I mean, he's open, oh, 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 uh, home every every night. He's a genuine dude. He, he was the guy. He, he, he found it was dude. there were more interesting stories in in that than hanging out with celebrities. Like um, um, uh, Roger Beatty was one of his best friends growing up, who then happened to become the director of uh, Mama's Family. I think last year the Carol Burnett show. He also directed the uh, Carol Burnett show. But but it was he never had. There were never any lot of actors around the house. Occasionally, like every four or five years, you'd look in the living room and go, "Wow, that's Carol Burnett in the living room." Right? Wow. That, was, that was sort of uh, interesting. But that was like once every maybe five or six years, where you'd open the, you know his office and you're like, "Hey, there's uh, Don Knotts, right? That's oh, pretty Don cool." Don Knotts. Yeah. Um. But it, that was it was every six or seven years. Yeah. You know, uh, he just loved to hang out with his kids. He'd come home on a you know Friday after work, and we'd get up early in the morning on Saturday and go to Builders Emporium. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and to see what the uh, what the radio bargains were, and uh, nobody, and when you guys were when you were with your dad younger, did people go, "Oh my God, it's Tim Conway"? It's Tim Conway. <clears throat> they did all the time, and especially at Disneyland when we went to Disneyland because the people from out of town and yeah. and they sw- they literally would swarm him, like asking for autographs and pictures and stuff like that. And he never once said no. Said no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, and he and he always said, you know, without these guys. I'm nothing. Right. You know, you know, so you got to, uh, he says, I know during dinner, occasionally, you know, there's going to be nine, 90 people come up and, and talk to us. But he says, it's not them. It's, you know, it, you got to always, you know, say yes to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, which, but, you know, which he did. And, uh, you know, that's, um, but, but, and again, if it, but for the grace of God, it, he could have been, you know, a guy still in Cleveland, you know, uh, right. you know, doing local TV. And I'm sure or, he would have done well. He, I, look, he said the other day, he says, you know, I said, maybe I wish that, you know, I, sometimes I wish I stayed in Cleveland, mm. you know? Isn't that wild? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, after all that success. He was out here doing McHale's Navy, and it was doing very well in the ratings. They ordered another season, and he went home on hiatus back to uh, Cleveland. And my grandmother, his mom, got him uh, a, 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 a job, what was it, an um, uh, interview, a job interview at, at Shutt's Hardware Store while he's on hiatus. Because she didn't really understand show business, you know he was he was going to be out of work for six months. Well, yeah, you did. 
And yeah. and if you're out of work at six months in Cleveland, you go Man, get, find, you, find some work. You find interviews yeah. and you go get work. So yeah. so he didn't know how to tell her that he was going back to work in September. Don't worry about it. I got enough money to you know last I the summer. This. Right. So he goes on the interview. Nice. And you know, and you know, it's an hour interview. Here are the bolts. Here are the nuts. <laughs> here are the uh, vacuum cleaners. This is the coffee maker. Uh, and you know he turned the job down, but that's oh. uh, you know that's the well, mentality you know, of my grandparents, and my dad. Well, you know he probably did. He, you know, in the long run, I'm, I'm sure he probably was thinking, I'm doing somebody else a favor. I got, right. I, I'm good. Somebody else right. needs this. But you know, but we're right here now on on the uh, Radford lot in in uh, Studio City, and Ernie Anderson. You know Ernie Anderson, the voice of the Love Boat. Saturday, the Love Boat just might sink. Did all the voiceovers for like? Have you driven a Ford? You know that really deep, be- yeah. you know, beautiful voice. So he grew up uh, with my dad, uh, Ernie Anderson, in Cleveland, and they drove out here together. You know, like in the fifties, right? I uh, didn't make it. My dad went back to Cleveland, and he was doing local television with Ernie Anderson in Cleveland. Okay. And a uh, a woman, Rose Marie, you know, from uh, 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 <laughs> it, it, this goes way back. He, even <laughs> even even since like man, I don't know about ninety percent of these people you talk about, but it's from the old Dick Van Dyke show. And oh, and I, I do did uh, um, Sally. Yeah, right. Yeah, Rose Marie. Yeah, yes. right. And so anyway, so she was in town, and she was the Ching, one for she two. was the scout for the Steve Allen show. Okay, which he was on before you know Johnny Carson. It was the Tonight Show. Right. Yep. yep so yep. she got snowed in in Cleveland. And she was watching local TV and saw my dad on TV and said, "Hey, we should bring this guy out and do the Steve Allen show." So if she wasn't, nice. if he wasn't, she wasn't snowed in in Cleveland. My dad still may have been in Cleveland, you know, doing yeah. uh, local TV. So, uh, but for the grace of God, you know, I yeah. mean, everything uh, sort of happens for a reason. Yeah. But, but I, I, I got to tell you, we uh, when we cover chases on, are you guys running two helicopters anymore? Or just uh, one, just one. It used just to be one. two, right? Yeah, you had the, 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 the two shots of it. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, we got to yeah. get that back. We got to put that in the budget yeah, somehow, somebody, right? Somebody, somebody would t- line item. Are you friends with all these guys? You're friends with Tim Lynn? <laughs> Tim Lynn. Uh, we, for Channel 5, and who else, right? You got you to, there's, there's friends and then there's acquaintances. Sure. Uh, of course, we know everybody. Everybody right. knows everybody. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I do, I honestly, I respect the, I, you know, I'm kind of that guy. It's like I'll look at somebody and say, well, you know, uh, he, he's a great camera guy. Right. You know, he's a great pilot. Um, so, but yeah, we know everybody. We trust everybody. That's kind of it, too. It's like when we get up there and there's one of those chases, it's actually gotten a lot safer. I got to got to say that because the, the rules have gotten a little bit stronger and a lot of pressure from the guys that were leaving, you know, because it, right. it's it's a it's a pretty fluid situation. There, there are pilots that have been there for a long time, but there's always movement. So back in the day, I mean, literally, you could like look out the window and go, hey, Bob got a new watch. You <laughs> oh, know? is that right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but now it's a little. You can't diff- get that close. Yeah, we can't get that. Is close there a warning anymore. when you're getting too close? No, no. The, Just visual. I have to have complete trust in my pilot. And I do. And so I'm just, you know, I'm the guy with the camera. Right. I'm the guy with the monitor and I'm watching and I'm listening and I got my stuff going on. And he's out there and he's got to watch what I'm what where the shot is, obviously. But he's watching all the other guys flying around. Next sure. To us. But but um, who was it that that when Tim Lim was on fire was that you mm-hmm. that said you're on fire? That's- oh my god, that was an- and this is another one. These are one of these things that you know people just don't know the background. And so uh, we at that time all those aircraft were owned by the same company. Right. They were all owned by uh, Welk. You know, and uh, and so wait, but they were all owned by uh- Larry Welk. ACA. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. 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 Yeah. That's uh, back in the Larry days. flew forever. 
He flew forever, and he built like a little a little empire. Wow, he made some money. Then. <laughs> yeah, he did, and uh, and so he owns he owns still owns Sky Five. Is his dad Lawrence Well? Yes, it is. Holy smokes! Yeah, wow. yeah. That guy's got some dough. Yeah, well, yeah, he does, and he's a nice guy. He's a nice yeah. guy. So we're up there flying, and uh, I'm with my pilot at that time was Dan, and we were, and I remember, I remember this one real well. It's just some, you know, some sniper in downtown right you know? so they got the streets blocked off and everybody's just going oh god what a boring story so we're sitting there we're sitting there and then i kind of look up and i'm like huh one of the one that's a lot of exhaust coming out of five right right and i'm kind of doing my thing and i look again and it's even more so i say hey dan what's up with with tim and dan's like what and he's like i go look is that normal and he's like man and he's starting to make so now i can't hear him because he's talking on the radio to to Tim, so oh, they're talking right. to each other, and, right. and then basically the procedure is turn around, see if you can see the smoke, right? Oh, you can see your own smoke, right? Yeah. Right. So he starts doing these little pirouettes, you know, little turns, and you know, we're watching and we're watching, and you know, smoke's getting more and more and more, Ooh, wow. and, and then so now I'm doing the, you know, this is news. Oh yeah, you know, now this is news. You know, yeah. I don't want to see my buddy. You know, obviously I'm worried about them. You know, but I just get this feeling that you know he's got this. Right. He's got this. He's got this. How'd you get the job here? Uh, it was a long road. Is that right? Long road, yeah, yeah, it was. But uh, I'm, I'm happy that I'm being serious. I'm really, really happy that I, oh, I, I got here. I love. And they really supported you. I mean, they got a commercial for you. They got all, you know, the, the all these, uh, you know, sound effects. The, you know, the, whoa, T Bone, <laughs> You know, maybe someday I could do a commercial for C, uh, for like Sizzler or something. T Bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the guys back in the '70s that used to they used to do the Chatsworth to Newport race? And they no. do they do it at like on a sun. Remember the valley on a Sunday night, nobody was around. Yeah. You know, yeah. at, at 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 five o'clock on a Sunday, you could drive to Winchell's and see nobody. Yep. Right, the streets were empty. It was like Christmas morning. Smells like jasmine. Yeah, right, exactly. And it was like Christmas morning every Sunday in the valley. Well, these guys used to get up on Chatsworth, um, and um, right. Right as the 118 freeway was finished, what was that like you know late 70s, Chips. early Chips. yeah? And they'd get up on that freeway and they'd race motorcycles from Chatsworth to Newport, and they'd blow. You know they don't care about any rules, regulation, wow. speed. It's like like Gumball Rally. Yeah, or it, was, something. it was a 70 mile a 70 mile run, and I think the record was it, I I I believe it was like 17 minutes or I something like Google that. I got all this stuff. Yeah, it this was is, this is this is information. It was wild. It yeah. was wild for people listening uh, on the west on the east coast of this right now. Uh, good luck trying to figure <laughs> out where we're talking about and what that uh, means. But this is uh, really cool. We we uh, we appreciate you coming on with us. Uh, you know, can you listen to KFI while you're up there? Can you hear it? Uh, you're not supposed to, but ca- does it come in? No. Does I, it come in, huh? No, no. So, so I, I listen to the podcast every now and then. Sometimes I'll right. get heads up, something funny happened, and I'll try to listen to snip, snippets. But I got to tell you, for me to listen to you, it's a treat. Oh, I'll get I, out of here. Like, um, but, but, but physically, I know you, you, know, you can't listen to it because you know, you're, you're working and stuff. But oh, if, you're saying like if you brought a radio, would you physically yeah, we can get it on the scanner? I think there's not enough interference. In. No, yeah, we can get it. And you get, get it. You're, you get cell service up there? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, it didn't. That's another one. It's kind of sketchy. And and back when I started, it was all map books. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Thomas guy. Thomas guy. Sure. And now it's all digital. This and did you know? So you put in addresses, and then you know, oh, I got no signal. And then of course, time is always the the, the factor. Right. So, so yeah, but it 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 it's the same, but it's different. You know, right. As time goes on. So. Yeah. By the way, you're like me. You got the the same shirt you've been wearing since high school. Yeah. yeah. What, you don't like it? I, I I got nine of them at home. <laughs> I went to uh, buy a shirt the other day, and I said to my wife, I said, I was at Kohl's, yeah. I'm sure, you know, get my Kohl's bucks. 
And I held the shirt up. And I said, hey, do you like it? And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, that's uh, great. Same, the same one you got in the... In it's, the- it's the same. You, you have three of those at home. Yeah. And I said, get out of here. And I said to my daughter, I said, hey, do I have this at home? She goes, yeah, you got four of them at home. <laughs> so clothes um, I, you know that's the thing too i dressed up i don't know why you even brought that up i was going to show up in, in in my uh in my you know right but i'm the, I'm, I, t-shirt. I'm but you know what the guy figures out what he likes in high school and that's it no you know? no but dude how about the wife doesn't the wife influence you no nah, not really oh my wife is like if it was if it was me i'd still have the long hair and you know oh is that t-shirt. right oh yeah 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 even yeah. though i'm i'm thinning on top and that was that was it she was like no you get you cut cut that stuff start did you have a motorcycle growing up yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you're going for it in life, you know? So what, what, what's your, when you're watching The Pursuits, what's your best reaction? Um, you know, I, I think the, uh, the, 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 the best reaction that we get is uh, how many people are, we find on social media immediately check in on Instagram and I'm, Facebook. I'm, talk, and I'm talking about you. Like when you're watching, you know, you do, do you ever do the whoa or the hey? Oh, or, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 There's got to be one. People always think that, you know, that uh, I think Petros has uh, the great one where he has two great ones we play all the time. Petros, Petros Money over yeah. at KLAC. But he has one um, uh, where a guy... You know, guy was being chased in San Pedro and went into a Texaco. And Petros lives in that area, and he goes in. He goes, hey, he goes, that's my Texaco. <laughs> that's one of the great reactions. And and uh, and Petros and Money cover it, I think, better than uh, anybody on radio, where they do play by play, and they're they're playing the Blues Brothers music in nice. the background. I never even thought about that. Oh I, yeah, you know, I grew up the Blues Brothers. Loved that movie when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it was the best. And you hear, you know, uh, Matt Money Smith go, you know, Oh T Bone. <laughs> it was really cool. Anyway, uh, right. the initial show, the the, yes. the first one, huh? Yeah. The other, the That's launch. great. No uh, no champagne. I hope that this is the end of it. Ah. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Thank you, thank Stu. You. Well, there you have it. The great Tim Conway Jr. I could have talked to that guy for hours. So much we really didn't get to. Hopefully we'll have him back, and soon at least. But in the meantime, you can hear him weekdays 6 to 10 p.m. here in the Los Angeles area on KFI 640. And that's an AM station if you didn't know that. Uh, or on the iHeartRadio app and a lot of other places, I'm sure. If you like what you heard here... Please subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends so we can keep this going every week. I hope you had fun. I know I enjoyed talking to Tim at least. Anyways, we'll be back with another new episode on Friday. Follow me on Twitter, Stu at underscore Mundell. And be sure to follow CBS Los Angeles at CBS LA on all social media outlets. Until next time, I'm Stu from Sky 2. Thanks for listening.